There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fangirl Zone. I am Sean Fangirl S and today we're talking dirt... Wow. And- <laughs> Let's try that again. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Totally get that in. <laughs> Today we are talking. <laughs> <laughs> is it every time I guess that you just can't talk? I like, think I so. I think that's what it is. We are talking Dirk Gently. And joining me today is Ms. Nanny Willie. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Thank you <laughs> for joining me. <laughs> I can't talk. I give up. This is why, you know, I don't know, Jessica like, keeps me sane when I'm doing this and then I don't get goofy and screw up as much. <laughs> I don't know. I get tongue twisty sometimes, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, I think this has happened with us several times, but yeah. But it is what it is. So uh, thank you guys for joining us again. And, of course, Natasha, thank you for joining me again while Miss Jess is hanging out with the wee babe and, you know, trying to get him on a normal sleep schedule, which I don't know if that's ever going to happen because I'm a lot older than that baby and I'm not on a normal sleep schedule. So, you know, whatever. Uh, We are talking episode seven today, but before we jump in, just have a little PSA we want to tell everybody. Um, I'm sure you've been hearing a ton of stuff about net neutrality out there, and it really will affect, obviously, the U.S., because that's where we're located. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really urging everybody to go on to go FCC yourself, because it will take you to the FCC landing page where you can put your name in there that you want to keep net neutrality, because it is seriously going to hit all of us in the wallets if you do not if they actually decide to repeal this. And the more we're looking into it and comparing with other countries, the more we've realized that we may not be able to continue with podcasting if this actually happens, because this is going to affect streaming services, whether you're listening to things such as this podcast or, like Natasha and I do, putting out the podcast. Very well may get charged by your ISP for that. So streaming, gaming watching anything online, your ISP can limit or charge you crazy amounts for it. And if net neutrality goes away, there's really not a whole lot that we can do about it. Exactly. They, and it's and the reason why it became law in the first place was to protect that from happening. But now someone, the head of the FCC, who used to work at Verizon, mind you, is trying to, like, cut it, shut it down. So, yeah. This this smells like a bad deal. Yeah, amid the major companies, they don't want to be stopped, you know, trying to throttle anybody. You know, they kind of tested this out already with mobile data plans. Right. Yeah, you remember why, you know, it costs, like, so much to have so much data? That's what they were testing. (laughs) 
Well, not we just fell right for it. Right, <laughs> and not just that. Like so many people have cut the cord, pulled away from exactly. cable, and they're going to streaming services through through your ISP. You know, you're watching Netflix. You're using Amazon Prime, Google Chrome. Uh, what is what are the other ones? Roku, Fire Stick. If you're using all of those to watch TV, your ISP can charge you more or block some of what you're watching. So if you're like me, who was on the fence about it, definitely go put your name in. So that way they know that you are all for net neutrality so you can maybe save that money. I know it was going to save me like like $120. I don't know about you, but I could use $120 in my pocket. Yeah, really. Every month. So, you know, just help help us, help you. Your favorite YouTubers. <laughs> like, it's this is not... It, it needs to be stopped like they cannot take that away not just that everything is online i mean how many people bank online how many people you know do applications online and that could be stopped it could be blocked you might have to pay more for that service so it's it's gonna hurt so like i said it's gonna hit a lot of people in the wallet because even if it's not affecting anybody right away it's not going to stay that way forever nope They've already tried it several times, several lawsuits, so we really need to keep it. So go to GoFCC yourself. Make sure you put your name out there. Now that all that's said and done, let's jump into this crazy episode of Dirk Gently. And thank oh you. Oh my gosh, there are so many stupid people. I cannot. <laughs> okay, so episode seven was entitled, This is Not Miami. Which, let me tell you, when I first seen that title, I'm like, wait, what? What happened? So th- no, I figured it was something along the lines of what uh, the Rowdy Three had said last week about it being Canada, and it's <laughs> so not Canada. So I figured so it was Canada. something similar to that, and that's exactly, Dirk was in denial. So yeah. Yes, we have our little synopsis. Very little, it's like two sentences. Lost in Windermore, Dirk has a crisis of confidence as he and Todd struggle with hostile natives, deadly misunderstandings, and very literally, evil night. So there you go. That was the synopsis. Actually, I lied. It was one sentence. <laughs> Not even two. So it opens, though, Montana, 1966. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you have a very young man, and he's like, Not again. And as you see, like, what's left of, I'm assuming, a cow. And then you see something flying. It's like, is that a giant bird or a dragon? What monster? What the heck is this? And he runs into the house, and then I recognize it as the Cardenas house. And, you know, he's yelling for his wife, and he's like, he's having a nightmare. Go take care of it. It's like, what is happening? And it gets Mm -hmm. weirder because he grabs a shotgun, and then whatever was outside is, like, trying to get in, and you see not exactly anything, like, in full view. So I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be, like, a claw or a wing or what it was. But the mom runs in the room, and she's telling the kid, make it go away or make it something nice. It's like, what is happening? Yeah, so apparently the kid is dreaming up this monster or must be having a nightmare or something because you saw the book that he was reading. But it's it's actually, like, live, like, in person. Like, he's dreaming up stuff that's becoming reality. It was so weird. Because the guy last week that got killed, he was mentioning about... You know, how Windermore wasn't supposed to be real and that it it started slow, like, 
imagining stuff. And so that, yeah, I'm just like, what the hell? I first I thought it was the purple eater or purple. The purple people eater. People, yeah, the purple people eater. Like it looked purple for some reason, but I could be wrong. But that looked way more. I don't know evil but i guess because what is yeah. it it was supposed I mean, to be a flying purple people eater so uh, uh, well i mean it also could have been whatever was in that book that he, the kid was reading that now he was sleeping he imagined oh that's come to true life, so but then you hear some shot shots go off and then suddenly the monster's gone because it's quiet mm-hmm. it's like what is, it just this was weird so is this kid really dreaming all this up and creating things so that's the end of that. Then we come back to Dirk and Todd suddenly coming out of a well in Windermore. And I love that Todd is super excited and jumping around. And he's like, we're in Windermore. And Dirk, all of a sudden, he's like, you're jumping to extra dimensional conclusions. I'm like, what? Okay, first of all, how were you able to say that without screwing that line up? How many times did you say it? <laughs> yeah, it makes you wonder how many, how many uh, takes... They sometimes do with some of these scenes. I would have screwed that up. But I love, I mean, Dirk's like going on and on. He's like, this could be Miami for all we know. And Todd's like, look at that moon. Yeah, that moon is a total clue. <laughs> He's like, that's the moon from the mural. If this is Miami, I will buy you whatever drink they're famous for. <laughs> but Dirk is like all pouty. And it's like, he when he took off his jacket, I'm like, uh-oh. Why is he taking off like that signature jacket? What's happening? I started to get yeah. worried. Well, I mean, he was already heading to the breaking point, and that, and seeing Cardenas die because of Susie Borton because he feels like that's his fault. Yeah, of course he was going to have a conniption. He's been having it this entire season. That's true. It, it's a lot different than this season, like because he's not as excited. He's really upset, and he starts going on about. You know, this is all his fault. I leave a trail of dead bodies in my wake, and then I end up alone. And I'm like, oh, no, we're losing him. We're losing Dirk. He's going into the poor, pitiful me thing, and things are going to go really wrong. (laughs) And, you know, Todd's like, come on, we have to go find Amanda. She's here somewhere. We'll find her. This will all work out. And Dirk, you know, just like, you're not listening to me. I screw things up. And finally, with Todd, almost a slap in the face here, he's like, you know, friendship is about being there for the other person, not always them being there for you. And I'm tired of these little pep talks. And I was like, wow, I was not expecting that from Todd. Well, I mean, he's been hearing it. So, again, you're at the point where Todd's like, F you, and let me just find Amanda, because we know she's here. (laughs) They made it to somewhere. Right. To Windermore. So, so just, Todd needs to, I'm not Todd, Dirk needs to get his butt up and move. Yeah, so he's like, no, I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to sit over here on this throne and not do anything. Yeah, and it's weird because it was kind of a good thing he did. <laughs> like, what did, <laughs> when you think about it for this episode, like, if he had went, no telling what would have happened if he went with Todd. That's like, true. That's true. And, and but it still went haywire because he wasn't there. But at the same time, would they have really believed that he was dirt gently? Like right. And then yeah, because the okay, <laughs> let me get my thoughts together. The other person 
this like wild woman who's in the ruins there with Dirk that ends up knocking him out cold. Was she the woman who was locked on the other side of the cage with Farson? I cannot remember. I would have to watch that episode again just to make sure, but I really can't remember. We also get Amanda. So she's training, and she's got her hands in the water, and she can't quite get things quite right. Well, she keeps on seeing death and destruction, so... Which, I, it can totally take a toll on you. Exactly. And I don't know, Wakisi? Is that how they said her name? The witchy cuckoo. I don't know quite how to say it. Waki? Waki poo? (laughs) I know. I was like, I wrote it down three different ways. So (laughs) the witchy cuckoo it is. Uh, You know, she's telling Amanda, this is just one possibility. But she keeps telling her, too, don't worry, because this isn't the end of everything. And you're the one who's going to put everything together and save the world because the war is coming in all, or it's coming for all realities. And you're going to be the one that unites the people. It's like, wow, no pressure. Yeah, really. So I was like trying to figure out, okay, so does she mean that she just has to unite all the people at Blackwing? Or is there something way bigger? Well, the mage is still on Earth and he's already trying to be like, let me just take over Earth. Susie has arrived, but that's later in the episode. And... We'll get into that a little bit if you want to keep going. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, it sounds real ominous mm-hmm. that a war is coming to take over everything. And that Amanda's told that it doesn't matter about this world and no- mm-hmm. nothing here actually matters. Mm-hmm. Which, you never want to hear that, first of all. Cause yeah, no. Because <laughs> it's like, why am I here? Right. <laughs> why am I doing all this then? But, I mean, obviously she's training. And it was just, it was a very Star Wars moment. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, she's like, I'll be back. I'll come back and finish training. And I'm like, oh, geez. Right there. Yeah. See? You're not coming back. Yeah. And she'll be dead, won't she? She's going to die like Yoda did. Well, not from an old age, though. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) Something bad's going to happen instead, which it did. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just like kind of like in a horror movie. I'll be back. No, you don't. Nope. Not coming. Nope. Nope. Uh, and you know what? I just thought about this after I watched the episode. I'm like, where's the Rowdy Three? Weren't they on a scouting mission? Why aren't they back yet? Well, we don't know how far she sent them to see about the armies coming and if they're just, actually it, trying to fight those armies. I don't know, but it just seemed weird that we didn't see them at all. Hey, they got stuff that they're doing. I don't know. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> considering what happened to the Wachiku and the fact that Amanda just went everywhere this episode, right. they were not around. Yeah, I'm assuming that they were further out because she sent them one way to see how big this army is. So maybe they're fighting the army. But who knows? We'll probably but see them next the episode. Part of the army was, you know, was able to sabotage what happened later in this episode. So That's true. Amanda finally tells Farson he needs to go home. You need to go home. Maybe you can stop this. As he's picking marshmallows off a tree. Well, you know what made it so bad? You you thought the man was running away because of some noble reason. No, he running he was running away because he was sick of the crap. And I'm like, because you ran away, all this ish is starting because you ran away. Right. Because like, his mother is blaming the trough, saying that they killed him. And and no one knows yeah. anything. No one has any fact, and you're and people are assuming, and this and this was makes me so like crazy with the parents because they're assuming stuff. Well, 
I felt like it was very much like a Romeo and Juliet thing, how the families hated each other so much and it didn't matter. It was some long-standing feud that nobody probably knows what it was about. You know, yeah. that's what's happening here. And the fact that Farson is gone, it was just another reason for the queen to be like, we should take out those peasants. It's like, first of all, if you're the ruling class, you shouldn't be trying to take out the peasants. You should be trying to talk to them. If they're your farmers, you need them. <laughs> yeah, who else is going to do the work? Right? Which <laughs> is like, I, that just didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> and I do want to point out, and this was just weird and random, but like, oh crap, what's his name? The bodyguard for Silas. Uh-huh. His beard keeps changing. How does it keep changing? Well, like, in one scene, he has buttons in it, like all of it. Uh-huh. And then one scene, there was jacks and, the, and balls in it. And so now I'm like... I need to go back and see there what... There was? Yes. Watch that again. What the I'm hell? like, now I want to go back to the first couple times we see him to see what the hell was in his beard. But yeah, it changed in this episode. There was different stuff in his beard each time. I'm like, what is going on? And again, it was a little kid drawing it. So, you know, he just put stuff in it. It was just weird and random. And I didn't know if anybody else caught that or if it was just me. I did not catch that at all. So good catch on that. (laughs) It probably doesn't mean anything, but it's just weird. Oh, yeah, probably just weird random thing. It's like, here, let's see if anyone sees this. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, Amanda's like, listen, you need to go home. And as she's trying to take him home, it's like, listen, you'll be a rock star. You can have peace in the the country and it'll be great and he's like i don't want any of this she's like no 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 this will be good and of course that things never go good but no we also have todd running around the forest randomly yelling for amanda it's like is that a good idea no because he doesn't know how big that world is he has no idea where she is other than in a cage in in the forest somewhere right like he doesn't know how far away this how big this forest is so Him just calling her name was just not... It was weird. It was weird. That's yeah, the word of the day, apparently. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we go back to Dirk, too, in the ruined castle. He now apparently has become, I don't know... A boyfriend. Yeah, a captured boyfriend of yeah. whatever little witch thing that was. And she's finally speaking, like, English. A little bit, anyway. Well, she says it, but she's talking, like, with kind of a gruff voice. And... I love it when she tries to feed him, and Dirk's like, no, because it, it just looks like a like a plant pot or something. And yeah. he opens it, and it's a burger. He's like, it's a burger. She's like, burger bush. I want a burger bush. I want one of them. The, the burger looked good. It didn't it? I know, who knows if that could have made him sick or anything, but it, it, when he tasted it, it was actually pretty good. So wh- whoever this kid is has some taste as far as making sure there's good <laughs> food in the in the plants. It's like, all right, I'll take a burger bush, a pizza bush. A uh, this I'll be... take some sweet bushes, like shoot, candy bushes right. or something. I'll just yeah. pick the cookies. I don't have to make them anymore. It's great. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> well, just like the marshmallows were just randomly there. Right. They just weren't like picking, made from anything. Right. <laughs> picking giant marshmallows. The other one it looked like it was picking cotton candy off the bush, too. It's like, what is happening? Yeah. Now I want a bunch of like crap to eat. Like bad things. (laughs) Anyway. Of course, bad things. Never healthy stuff. No. (laughs) Yeah. That already grows on bushes and stuff. It's like, um, I don't want a carrot. I don't want an eggplant. But I will happily take a burger. But anyway. So. Well, see, the burger doesn't, hopefully the burger doesn't automatically come with cheese because then I would have to say no. Oh. It it didn't look like there was cheese. 
Yeah, well, good for that. It's a different that, burger. That would have sucked. Different bush. Yeah. Anywho, Todd. Let's get back to Todd yelling like a moron. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, he gets caught by Silas and his uh his bodyguard. bodyguard. Yeah, I don't know his name. I I had it and then I lost it. And he's put in cuffs of sorts. It's giant Chinese finger cuff, which cracks and me up. And he has the weapon, and he takes the weapon away. Oh yes! First, Todd gets caught by uh, in a or one of those nets by these creatures. I have no idea who they what they are. Yeah, they look like Morlocks. Then he gets himself out of that, and then he gets caught by Silas. So he was saved and then captured again. Captured, yeah, saved, then captured. Near the cage that uh, Amanda escaped from. So he's kind of close. At least he's on the right track, <laughs> but uh, not quite there. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully, hopefully soon things will come to the right way, but I don't know. But things are going kind of wrong because Amanda's trying to take Farson back home and they get caught by trust people. Trostians? Uh, the sister, <laughs> Panto's sister, uh, is it Lee? Oh Lord! It was like little, Lisa, little letter. It was like little bits. Of, it was little weird. It, yeah, it was like it sounded like little bit, but yeah, also little like Elizabeth or something like that. But you know, it was so weird because they all have like this crazy hair, and her bodyguard had a giant hammer. I'm looking, yeah. going. This is definitely a child. The weapons are scissors and hammers, although uh-huh. the one had a set of scythe, so... Yeah. That was probably the most real type of weapon any of them had. Oh, and, le- and later on we saw, whatchamacallit, the, uh, fudge, what, what are those things called? The one that Lucas had in Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, slingshots. Slingshot, there you go. Yeah. Why am I drawing a blank on these things? It's so simple. I, sh- I never had a slingshot, darn it. I think that was more <laughs> of a boy thing because they try to, like, I don't know, break things. I don't know. Um, I didn't yeah, have one. Uh, maybe that's what it yeah. is. But I think at one point I wanted to, like, be more tomboyish, but I wasn't quite making it. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. Yeah, but, yeah, bring it back yeah, now. Slingshot. Yeah, so we're back. It, it's like tools that, you know, a kid would use. Right. You know, yeah. So I love it because the sister and, well, her people are all, like, going back and forth. And this was, of course, and I totally admit they failed to say this. She had gotten an argument with her father, who, of course, wanted war, much like the queen wanted war. And she's like, Psh, so tired of your crap, Dad. <laughs> so her well, and her Silas people leave, though. Silas warned little bits that they were, were going to be ambushed and to meet on the bridge. Yes. Uh, so that's where she was on her way to when she ran into Amanda and Farsi. But it was good until she started, like, going on and on, and Amanda's like, listen, slow down, Comic-Con, which I almost fell over thank you thank you for that and i feel like there's going to be a whole lot of costumes that will reflect that come san diego comic-con yes i if there are fans of this show i'm hoping to see some some cosplay of panto maybe even silas uh, probably amanda dressed in like you know all sorts uh, of things even witchy witchy that would be awesome that, and probably even Susie, because she, she kind of dolled up a little bit. <laughs> yes, but even when she was all bloodied and messed bloody, up, yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah, Laugh in her face. I feel like someone would totally go for that as a cosplay. That looks really cool. So uh, if you guys do that, you go to a, a con, send us a picture. We would gladly put it up on the web to be like, oh, these, are our, with it. Just, yes, yeah. these are our Dirk Gently listeners who are loving the Dirk Gently cosplay. That's awesome. 
Yeah, just shoot us one over at contact us at, at fangirlzone.com. I always want to say sci-fi Great, talk. Tweet it, tweet it to us. Oh, yeah, that would be great, too. Direct message. And I just love the cosplays. We'll totally but it. yeah. And I'll try and f- look for them, too. Like, if I can find some of my local cons, that will be awesome. Because <laughs> I know there's some local, at least they'll let me know there's some local fans. <laughs> Which, we love this. We love all of it. Third Gently is just great. And if you actually can do the Wakisi, like that crazy big headpiece, oh my gosh. Oh, there's someone going to be totally ambitious and do that, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I just hope it's at a con that I go to. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> oh, some people are just amazing with the way they're able to do all that. But anyway, yeah. let's bring it back now. Bring it back now. Yeah, bring it back. Uh, Dirk with his new kind of girlfriend who has him captured. He's talking out the case, and he's mad, and all of a sudden, she's like, oh, boyfriend's sad. What'd she call him, Bibbit? Something like that. It was funny. And so she's like, you know, he happens to mention the boat in the field. And she's like, oh, like this, and shows him the pictures, and there's a whole other mural. That looks like a little kid's drawing. And there's the purple people leader. And yes, all of a sudden, he starts getting happy because... Well, he's back on the case, even though he's quit like 10,000 times this season. Yeah. No, he, he's always wanted to do it logically, but he has to realize that that's not what he does. So, But it was great because... He hasn't let himself like try and figure it out. Like, he's been trying to fight it. Right. Because, like he said, you know, people have died, and he gets really upset. True. Yeah, and, and that's perfectly understandable right. given the circumstances because he just he tried to rescue someone and they wound up getting killed like right in front of him which has got to be like seriously traumatic i mean it was bad enough that um with last season like people dying i mean they don't even know what happened to the other cop like cops pops. <laughs> i haven't seen anything i don't believe it they don't even know that he's like gone, gone. no they don't like that just irks me to no end. They they don't even know that What's-His-Face, you know, got killed, too, by, uh... Maybe this um, can all be undone, though. I doubt it. You hush. You hush your mouth. I'm not going to believe no, that. No, like, for the last <laughs> season, that's over and done. Like, that cop's gone. Oh, like, well, yeah. No last time. Back. I mean this season. Oh. Maybe. I'm going to hold out hope. If there's a way to reverse the spell, that will be awesome. Uh, of turning someone to dust. I'm going to hold out hope. But right now... Maybe not those women so much, but definitely Hobbs. Well, yeah, those women <laughs> were kind of, like, vacuumed up at this point. So I don't I don't think yeah. there's any hope there. With Dirk talking out the case here and seeing the mural, he starts pointing out that... Wait a minute. More than one. Right. These pictures are the same, but different. And wait a minute. Why are there two kids? There's two Cardenas boys? And just keeps talking out. And I love it because then the little wildling is like, oh, Bibbit happy? And he's like, yes. (laughs) And all of a sudden he's like, yes, darling. And I'm like, what? It was just, it was cute because he finally came back to himself. Yeah. And obviously he's still trying to work out the case, but then we're going to jump over to Todd and Amanda. Because they finally see each other, because the meeting on the bridge is happening. And they're kind of yelling at each other. And then, you know, Silas and Farson finally talk, and he's like, wait, I thought you were dead. He's like, nah, I just ran off. It's cool. And Yeah, but it's kind of like, Silas is like, are you serious right now? Right. <laughs> kind of like, uh, dude, not cool. That was not cool. So, No. But then, of course, both families followed, you know, this, their kids, which is yeah. bad. 
because it gets worse. Not just like, oh, great, they're both here and they can start some crap and, you know, they're about to fight and kill each other because... And, and Todd and Amanda recognize that the Tross have guns. Yeah. And look, because Amanda's like, why do they have guns? They have, like, real guns. What is going yeah. on? And the other side, we have the Dangdemores that have, like, slingshots and arrows and scissors, scissor swords. It's like, why do they have guns? And Amanda's screaming how you guys live in a fairy tale land and everything should be awesome. What is wrong with you? And, you know, they even get Farson to talk, and he's like, you know, this whole great speech. And suddenly he's shot. First off, the fact that he did, was not kidnapped. That like, should have been like a huge... That what really happened was he ran away and got captured by the Kelemnites. And even Amanda was like, look, you guys are being played for fools. The mage wants y'all to destroy each other so he can come in and take over, and y'all are playing right into his hands. Right. <laughs> but suddenly he's shot by the guy that kind of looks like Pantos, but with white yeah, hair and all that like tattoos. Yeah. So y'all don't think that the Kellum Knights would have weapons themselves and try and set this up again? Like, but of course, in the moment, it's like whatever Amanda said and whatever Farsi said just completely went out the window and they just started attacking each other. And poor Lily Bits. I just, I feel so bad because now she's dead. Can I just say that slingshot? Yeah. Thank you. What was in that slingshot that made them, like, drop Superpower? Like, Like, yeah, it goes right through them like a bullet. It's like, holy crap. I know. When I seen that first one hit somebody and then the one that hit her in the head, I was just like, wait, what? They don't have guns. What is happening? This is insane. It's a slingshot. It should hurt, but it shouldn't but go through you like a bullet. I mean... But it's like the scissor sword. Yeah. Like, it, it cut, and scissors can hurt. <laughs> Apparently. If used in a way, you can cut off... You can cut something off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can cut your fingers or whatever. But I, I was just, like, in shock with that moment. I couldn't believe that that's what was happening. Yeah. And then... And I'm like, I would expect more Dangdemores to be dead, though, because unless the Tross are just horrible shooters like the Stormtroopers. <laughs> well, plus, I mean, now, when you hold a real gun, you don't put your finger on the trigger unless you're about to shoot. But, like, mm-hmm. the way some of them were holding the guns, like, they didn't even know how to hold the gun. Like, yeah, it's like no one really taught them. Right. So, I, I guess that, yeah. So, I was just so upset with that whole scene, because it's like, what is happening? Like, this shouldn't be happening in this kind of, like, fairy tale land. Please don't let Silas get hurt, either, because that's just... And and what makes it so bad is now Farsi and Little Bits are dead. They're, like, the youngest, I'm assuming, of the kids. And and now, like, Mama Dingdemore is like, I wish it was you. And I'm like, that's, you know what, that's messed up. Right? You heard your other son say that the trust didn't do anything but, he, but at that point she, she doesn't care yeah i mean i get it but it's still yeah see the parents are ruining everything and the kids they usually do in the these kind of things and i and this is gonna sound horrible but i almost wanted silas just to take her out right there and then maybe things would be different but I, at this point, too, I kind of feel like it's almost too far gone. Yeah, it is too far gone. But On both sides, yeah, really. But she's gone total, she's going, like, totally dark side here. She's, like, scorched earth at this point. She wants to kill everybody and everything. And speaking of killing... Yeah, because Susie just is on a roll here. Yeah, Susie pops up in Windermore looking a mess. Glass in her yeah, face, blood everywhere. Really bloody. Really bloody. Yeah, and I love it because she happens to be at the witchy cuckoo place. And 
You know, she's like, I'm the new queen. It's like, okay, is that really how you're introducing yourself? And the mage is quitting. <laughs> the mage quit, right. so I'm here anyway. So Rakasi's and... like, yeah, I'm not afraid of you. And I'm like, again, bad move. Like, why are you saying this? And again, I, I'm assuming it's because she's like, I live long enough. Y'all are crazy. I'm just, just, if you're going to do it, do it. I feel like it's like so, got to be something like with she, Amanda. I, I feel like she... I think she feels like if, even if she's was trying to like be placent or what, what's the word? Complacent. Complacent. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I bad with words today? <laughs> Complacent. I feel like she still would have gotten killed. So I just I feel like she understood who she was immediately and just was like, all right, she's gonna kill me anyway. Let me just get it over with oh. and just let me go out swinging. I figured it was like her way of getting Amanda to do what needed to be done. That too. Because, obviously, she decides to, you know, kill her because Juicy's kind of crazy. And a few of the sweet and harmless little cuckoos. Yeah. Boo-boos. Or which, uh, cookie boo-boos or whatever. <laughs> we still don't have that right. I mean, no, we still don't have it right. We know, we know, I know I'm totally effing it up, but still. The Windermore <laughs> Oompa Loompas. You guys know who we're talking about. <laughs> you know what we're talking about. Those sweet little beings that just that just are so simple you're gonna kill them too like what the f right because when amanda does get there because she was pretty pissed at todd because todd's like come on yeah. you know because they get off the off the bridge kind of run and todd's like oh, we'll find dirk we'll get you out of here she's like what are you talking about i can't leave these people that's your thing you can leave and amanda's being a little hateful here too i understand amanda has been there a little bit longer and learning things and learning about the people and seeing things that todd hasn't seen with you know with her visions but don't be hateful explain it explain everything to todd all todd knows is that he came here for you and and you were in a cave right and now you're going to be hateful don't be hateful. still has that pent-up anger from when he lied to her so i get it i get it but at the same I just time think they, they really just need to have a knockdown drag out talk and with everything that was going on that just wasn't there was no way to really do that because she was I mean, I guess you could still communicate when you when you do stuff, but if you're angry, you're not going to come out like you're not going to talk coherent. Yeah, that's true. And well, they end up back at the village, and she sees that she's you know her mentor now is dead. So I said very Yoda esque. And suddenly, the bodyguard of Silas shows up and talking about the wide worlder, and I'm like, wait. What? Why did he call him that? He thought he was a liar. Yeah, but he said, I thought he said wide world or like, you know, world wide web. No. Oh, that's not what he said? I thought he was a liar. I thought he said he was a liar. Oh, maybe he said that. I thought he said something different. But either way, you know, Mr. I have Jacks in my beard is going to take him, I'm assuming, to the queen. And Amanda's just looking at him like, whatever. Listen, Amanda, this is still your brother. You don't hate him deep down. You're pissed, but come on. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't be there at all. And Dirk wouldn't be there at all had Todd not brought him there. So think about it. If you're trying to fulfill the prophecy, you need Dirk. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now let's go back to Dirk. Because I was quite interested with this, that Dirk is talking out the case again and looking at the mural again and, you know, trying to figure out who this additional child is because it doesn't make sense and then all of a sudden he's looking at the one picture and he's like those are zeds zeds like snoring those are zeds and i'm like sitting there going what the hell is he talking about I'm like oh z's yeah like when you draw somebody sleeping you have the little z's mm-hmm. 
I didn't understand what Zeds were at first. Yes, I don't know mm-hmm. the Greek alphabet. And then he's like, well, if there's another kid and this world is only here because he's been asleep and it's being created by sleep, all of a sudden, light bulb. He's like, I've done it. I've solved the case. And so I'm like, how? <laughs> well, with that, the boy. <laughs> wait, do you not know who the boy is? No, I still don't know <gasps> who the boy is. Oh, you don't. Okay. We're going to talk about this off air because I don't want to ruin it for anybody who does not know who the boy is. But if you know who the boy is, send us an email at contactus at fangirlzone.com and you know I will randomly pick anybody who, who uh, sends one in. I have like a whole box of stuff to give away. There's like shirts and books and... Where's there was was someone sleep when we were there? We don't want to give it away in the middle of it. Shh. I'm just still trying to figure this ish out. I'm just I'm just confused. Oh, I got a box of stuff to give away though. I have Funko Pops in there too. So send us something and I will pick it and then I will contact you to get your info so I can send you a little gift pack. All right. So obviously, if you don't know, you're not the only one because Natasha's scratching yeah, her and head. I'm still. I am I'm, I'm I'm like why do you, why do you know and I don't? <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun off the air. All right. So, obviously you guys know we always ask you to rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you're finding us on. Check out www.fangirlzone.com cuz our contact link is there so you can always just email us from there and you know, it's that time of year. People are buying like crazy. So if you're doing any online shopping, you can also hit one of our links on Fangirl Zone. And we have, like, Amazon, and we have our Redbubble store up with some awesome logos from the awesome artist, Des Taylor, who did all of our artwork so far. And I personally am buying a bunch for my family <laughs> so they can promote mm-hmm. us. Uh, but, yeah, check all that out. And, Natasha, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Um, you can find me at www.thenerdelement.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at The Nerd Element. I live tweet at TNE underscore TV Talk Pod or Dirt Gently and some other shows on there. So definitely follow us there as well. And thank you, Sean, for letting me on the podcast. Oh, I love yeah. having you here. And this should be fun. <laughs> and then, obviously, like I said, shoot us emails, what you think. Jess is still out. If you want to send her your fanfic, you can send it to jess at fangirlzone.com. And that's about it for this episode of Dirt Gently. So thank you for joining. I hope joining. we find out what happened to the Rowdy 3 and Farah and the priest and all that stuff. Okay. I feel like they're, they need a, they're splitting up what's happening. So sorry. We'll know soon enough for this episode of Dirt Gently. I am Sean Fangirl F. And I am Natty Willie. And until next time. <laughs>